Welcome to the Human Design and Beyond podcast with your hosts, Leslie Wegleitner and Lori Wakefield. In these podcasts, we discuss all things related to human design. It's here where we share our knowledge, insights, and experiences. Join us as we dive into authentic conversations about letting go of resistance, identifying conditioning, and so much more. Our goal for you is to live in alignment with your unique human design. These quick bouts of inspiration will bring forward things to contemplate about your individual charts and inspire experiences in your everyday life to support your journey. Welcome. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Lori. Hi, everyone. I'm Leslie. So today we're going to talk about uh, manifestors, the manifestor type. And I'm going to um, start with talking about strategy and authority and then the different manifestor types. And then Leslie's going to talk about the aura and um, the uh, not self and then uh, the signature, which is peace. Um and then we'll just get into into experiences in our own lives dealing with manifestors. So manifestors, their main purpose, they're here to impact others. And they there's a built-in pressure that they have to make things happen, which is the key to fulfilling their purpose. The manifestor's strategy is to inform others about what they're going to do. So manifestors are... Um, they can move into action really quickly once they make a decision about something and it can catch people off guard, which is the reason why they need to inform before taking action. Um, because sometimes when they, they move into action, it can disrupt things with other people. It can catch people off guard. It can, you know, startle, it can make people angry. Um, so that that's just the way that they're impacted by the energy, by, by what the manifestor is doing or what they just did. So they do need to inform before making a decision. It's after they make the decision, but before they, they take action, because when they do inform others that they'll meet with less resistance from them. And it's the only way that they really have the freedom to naturally manifest. So there are three types of manifestors. There are ego splenic and emotional manifestors. The ego manifestors need to trust their own voice. So what they say, um, without thinking about what they're going to say, their, their voice, what they're saying is what initiates the action. And then splenic, and they, they're the ones who move the most quickly into action. Splenic manifestors, they act quickly too. And it's something like when they feel things instinctively in the moment, they can inform and then initiate. So, and then emotional manifestors are the slowest to move into action. If they're honoring their emotional wave, um, that's because they, they have emotional authority, which means that they're, they're, they're basically, there's no truth in the moment. It's truth over time. So if they act without waiting until they reach clarity, they're acting impulsively and that can negatively impact other people. Um, so when, when they're not following their strategy um, and they meet with resistance from other people, it can make them feel restricted or controlled by other people when other people don't, they, like they're just impacted in a negative way. Like they get angry or they, um, they don't understand like what, like what just happened. Um, so uh, Leslie, you want to talk about uh, the energy and the aura of the manifestor type? Sure. So 
um, the aura or like the nonverbal presence is like closed and protective. Um, and what that kind of means is it's kind of like they're self-contained and it's almost like they're pushing outward to initiate through this energy. And that's kind of the impact people feel, but there's no, um, that's just what they're receiving, but they don't feel like they can penetrate to the manifestor. So it feels like a pushback almost feeling. Um, and it's, it's just, it's hard for people to completely and fully understand that because it's a, it gets to be a little confusing when you first, um, feel that resistance, um, that way, but the, um, they're really, they're here to be the initiators, like you were saying, and, um, and to get the ball rolling and they're here to bring new ideas and concepts into the world. So, so through that. And in knowing that, and if they feel like they're being stifled or um, not being able to achieve those goals, that's kind of when the anger steps in. Um, so here are some keys for like a manifester uh, or to be uh, more at peace. Um, so when they are able to get the ball rolling and get things started, they can feel more peaceful and initiating um, and to be able to initiate things and being um, not uh, blocked in that initiation or um, kind of pulled back from or resisted or not listened to, I suppose. Um, and then recognizing, like you were talking about, that impact that you have on others and and true the informing to allow that um you know, going in and not just blasting someone with your idea, but to say, you know, I really, I'm not trying to step on anybody's toes here, but I was thinking, what about this? You know, just to, because people are going to feel that forceful energy that you have. And yes. That gets people to kind of pull back and then shut down and not listen. And, you know, and then you're going to get angry and then you're going to have that whole um, dialect happening. Um, and, and you do, you know, you are here to make the first move and to see things and be an innovative and, um, you know, depending how, which way you're configured to be a manifester, but it is all about the new ideas and, um, foreseeing things. And, um, that may not always being that you're initiating and you're first at seeing something, you kind of have to then wait for sometimes for people to catch up, which can kind of create this little bit of a, you know, anger, like, why can't you guys, you know, keep up and think about this? And <laughs> why are you not seeing this? Right. Um, but um, yeah, I guess, I don't know, is there anything else that um, you would like to add to that? Yeah, one thing I was going to say that I, I should have said in the beginning <clears throat> is that um about nine to ten percent of the population are manifestors, so that means like out of every ten people you meet, one one is likely to be a manifestor. So they're not that prevalent um, compared, especially compared to generators and then projectors. Like like we said last time, they they make up about like maybe twenty percent, eighteen to twenty two percent of the population. Um, but yeah, like the <clears throat> the energy from a from a manifestor, you feel it. <laughs> you definitely feel it. It's it's like a like a like I was trying to think of the think of a way to describe it. I mean, it's like, um, 
it, it, it's like pushing through wind or something. And it's, it's, it's like, it's like, if you're standing on the outside of it, it's like, you feel like the wind, it's like, you feel the movement, like you feel the, mm-hmm. the energy. I mean, it, and it, it is powerful. And then you and I were talking too, before we got on the call, um, about how like, like you and I are both manifesting generators. So that we're not manifestors, but like the closest, because we have manifesting channels defined. Mm-hmm. So there's that manifestor energy, but we're not, we're generators. But um, just like that's the closest that we can get to, to feeling like what a manifestor might feel like as far as um, putting things into action. You know, I mean, ours is, is in response. It's not, it's not, you know, like with the manifestor, it's, it's internal. Like they don't need anything on the outside to, yeah. to bring them into action. They don't need to respond to anything. They don't need to be invited. They don't need to, you know, you know, anything like that. They, they do it themselves. I mean, it's with, <clears throat> excuse me, it's within themselves that they initiate. So um, I don't know. Did you want to add something? To- Go ahead. Well, one way to put it as manifesting generators, I've heard um, people say we're generators with manifesting potential. Yes. Yes. And, um, and then you're in regards to the, um, they can just do things. Um, they, but there's always that element of weight according to their authority. So if like they're emotional, you know, they have to wait for emotional clarity. Right. They have to wait for the, you know, the initial. So they do have a little bit of a weight, but you're right. I mean, they don't have to, um, uh, they can always initiate, you know, right. and they may have to yes. wait to see the correct thing that they yeah. just initiated, but they yeah. definitely can always initiate. Put into action quickly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't oh, mean no, to keep that's interrupting. Okay. <laughs> um, um, no. But, and, well, and then with, um, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, having them in our lives and what we've noticed? And Yeah, we can. I was just, I was going to say something though, just like from okay. like how, how I experienced it manifested energy. Um, so it would be like either, either uh, emotional or sacral. You and I are both emotional. So we've got to wait for the clarity. And then the sacral is, it's a gut response, you know, like we're, they can in, initiate even, even not initiate, but they can put things into action more cl- quickly than somebody who has emotional authority for a manifesting generator who's not a manifester. Right. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So we don't want to confuse the two. Um, but, but like, I know with myself, like, like when I put something into action, cause I can feel that energy. It's, it's like, I just want to move. I don't want anything in my way. And it's not like a, like in a, I don't even know what, what I would, how I would describe it. Like, it, it, it's just, I'm just trying to get something done. It's like, I'm trying to do it. It's like, I don't want distractions. I want to just do it. And, and so the things on the outside, like I'm not paying attention to, I'm just in motion and I'm doing what I, what I need to do. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that the way you experience it too? Yeah. Yeah. And that part of, um, you know, when you're in flow and not being interrupted. Yes. Um, because the interruption can be annoying. Yeah. Right. Right. Where I think <clears throat> I'm sure it's a lot more intense for them. Um, yes. And I can it's see. Frequent. Yeah. 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 And just, you know, how they, the ones that I have in my life, I can see how <clears throat> there's definitely the anger that shoots through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you, you, you and I both have, well, you've got your son is a, thir- is a 35, 36 and then my daughter's a 35, 36 manifester. 
Right. Well, those are, yeah, those are, um, I mean, you can talk a little bit about, about how it is with your son if you want. Sure. Well, so he has, you know, the, the emotional, so he needs to, um, have the clarity before he can take the action. But, um, what I've noticed, it's been kind of fun to play with and, um, he's dating someone that's a generator, um, is they really don't like to be asked questions. And so I was kind of thinking about that because they don't like to ask questions and they don't like to ask for help. Right. Mm -hmm. So they don't want to be guided. They don't want to be asked and they don't want to be told what to do. So I was thinking about that and I thought, okay, so where does the questions come in with that? And I think if they're asked a question, they feel like there's something they have to do there. It's perceived to them as now I have to do something. They just mm-hmm. ask me this question. And now I have to even beyond, you know, like, I don't know, like, Hey, was, it's just, it's, it's fascinating. Cause it's like, okay, well that makes sense. So then how can you converse with them outside of asking questions? Now, you know, being manifesting generators or generators, we're all about response. So we're all about the questions. <laughs> right. Right. So it's kind of a tricky thing. Um, but like even asking him over for dinner or whatever, it's like, hey, we're, you know, do you want to come over Wednesday night for dinner? It's more like, hey, Wednesday night, um, I'm making dinner and, and we're all going to be there. You know, hope to see you and just mm-hmm. leave it at that. Um, and it seems to be working better, but he's, you know, um, yeah. How are you perceiving that or? Yeah, I mean, what you said, I mean, that's interesting. I think, um well, because because manifestors they don't need any anything on the outside to put to have them take action. So um, they're I don't know if I would say self directed, but kind of I guess um, you know mm-hmm. to where it, it's I, I like it goes against what's natural for them to be asked things. Maybe right. Yeah. Well, and I heard Ross say um, even to inform is outside of their comfort form because yes. that's not natural yes. either for them. Yeah. No. But it's so important for them to do, which I, you know, we talked about earlier too. Like I notice being a manifesting generator, like if I just walk out of the room and don't, you know, when I was managing and I would just leave and go back to my office, was a whole different feel when I came back out than when I would say, Hey guys, I gotta go do a couple things in the office. I'll be right back. Right. And informed everybody. I mean, um, and for for Tyler, I'm that's my son. It's I'm noticing that within his relationship, it's a it's a big deal. You know, um, she gets kind of like out out of balance. Like, well, what just happened? Where did he go? Right. Like, right. What's going on? I, I thought we were doing this. <laughs> right. Yeah, my daughter's like that, and and it's crazy. I mean, before I, I understood that that she's a manifester and that's just the way she operates. That's the way her energy works. It's, it's like a, I don't know if I would call it a whirlwind, but it, but it's just like, you just feel that energy and it's like all of a sudden it's like, they change, like change direction or, you know, and it's like, what the heck just happened? You know? Right. Yeah. It's like, okay, like, let me uh, figure out what just happened. And, you know, it's, it can be very, you know, unless, unless they let you know what they're going to do, it can be very disruptive sometimes. Right. And I, and know we're both um, 
talking about the emotional answer too. So that explosive energy has got a lot of passion and power behind it, you know? Um, So I do have a friend that is uh, a will um, manifester or the ego straight to the throat. And it's a little bit different with her. Um, She definitely can. I mean, she could go walk in and initiate a, uh, pay raise and boom, she would get it. I mean, yeah, it was yeah. amazing. It was uh-huh. like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she didn't have, um, well, she tells me stories at work too. And her like going, well, the chart wasn't done right and blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm like, Oh, if you would just not be so like forceful and, right. you know, like, but it's still coming. It doesn't seem it's impactful. The will I think is still very, um, what do I want to say? Like, you can feel that. Mm-hmm. Boom. Hit yeah, anything to the throat. Yeah. Any motor. To yeah. The throat. yeah. Yeah. But I just, I, it's different than the emotional. I can't really put words on it, but there's a yeah. different sense to it. Yeah. The thing that's interesting too, with the, with the ego manifested um, authority, the ego manifester um, is that they've got, at least three open centers beneath the will center. They've got the, the solar plexus, the sacral and the spleen are, are open. So there's, um, I don't know. I think, you know, like conditioning from those centers sometimes can like affect the way that they, I don't know. It's, it's like before they put something into action, that's why they need to like speak it and, and without thinking about it. And then that's like them informing and then doing does that make sense? Like, yeah, where, yeah. I don't know. I probably kind of went off track from what you were talking about, but, but, you no. know, but I mean, some of that could be playing into it. Do you think maybe with her? I do. I do. Yeah. And I think with the, the conditioning of innovators, um, you know, innovator, why you? I'm sorry, manifest. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. Oh. Just tell, explain <laughs> what you mean by that. Yeah. Um, is you know, they, they can be kind of one of the most broken because, um, you know, with raising them, it, it's all about freedom for them too. And I, yes. I noticed this just intuitively with my son. Um, and they can just as young children, pretty much be okay. I mean, they can walk out the door and they'll find their way back home. I mean, it's just, and, and to, but if you like, try to control them in the way of um, squashing that freedom. It, I can see where as they become, you know, adults, how, especially like with women, the, the, um, that sense of not being able to do it, like conditioning them to second guess that they can do these things. And I'm so grateful that I did know about this, you know, 20 years ago when my son was quite young Um, because, and it's all about freedom for him. I mean, he talks about it. It's like, I just want freedom. I just, it's not about the money. I want my freedom. And he's actually created now something that gives him a lot of freedom and a lot of money. So so he's, he's done both. He's got to figure it out, right? (laughs) He's got to figure it out, work a couple hours a day and make a lot of money. Um, But so it's it's really fascinating. I can see how you could squash that really easily as a parent. Right. Because, you know, you kind of hover, you know, you're trying to protect your children, but they really do need that kind of that open space and um, 
yeah, to do things and not to be like second guessing that they're going to fall down or get hurt or, you know. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, because I mean, you know, it's a I mean, parents are well intentioned. And it's like, they're just trying to be parents, right? And and, yeah, it's it's I mean, with each type, there's a different a different approach, I think, um, you know, when you understand how their energy works, and, you know, to keep them from from growing up and stifling what comes natural to them. Right. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I guess one of the, the themes of someone that is being um, kind of stifled in this is, uh, especially uh, women can just come across, they just want to be nice and caring in the end, because they've been, when they've, in you know, kind of initiated something or spoke out, and then they got that pushback, then they've kind of learned to just shut that all down and just be the nice and the caring person and not be it's a forceful energy. Oh, it is. It definitely but, is. Yeah. And, but, but there's way, you know, without stifling it, they can still be who they are meant to be. Right. Right. Um, it's just kind of little tweaks here and there and informing is. Um, it's a big one. Yeah. Definitely a big one. Yeah. Yep. So people can prepare, <laughs> prepare right. for the energy that's about to hit. Right. Yep. Yeah. And as a parent, that is one thing that you can right out of the gates with a manifester to get them to inform, you know, just make it kind of a natural thing. Like, you know, if they right. don't go out the door and go to right. his house and not tell you. <laughs> because yep. Tyler would do that. <laughs> yeah, and then you start panicking as a parent, right? Where did my kid go? <laughs> Hi, just got to tell me what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. Yeah, so, so what do you think? You about ready to yeah. wrap things up? Okay. So thanks so much for joining us today. Um, in our next episode, we're going to be talking about reflectors and the living uh, Azure design type. If you'd like to see the show notes for today's podcast, you can find them on our website at www.alignandachievebydesign.com. The show notes will be listed under podcast episode 14. If you'd like to join us as we finish up our exploration into the four Uh, human design types, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Thanks again and have a great day. Thanks everyone.